two and a half hours later, the doe starts walking up the field towards us. And the doe got probably 15 yards. And by this time, I had my gun in my hand, safety off, because like, when she blows out of here, that buck's going to stand up. Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. Today on the podcast, I have Keith Ward all the way from Alberta, Canada, telling me about the very first mule deer buck he ever harvested. Uh, it, it's an incredible story. He reached out to me on Instagram and just kind of teased the story and sent me a picture of this monster, amazing buck. And so I knew I had to have him on to tell me the story. Uh, Keith was also just a great dude to talk to, great hunter. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at The Outdoor Addiction. Uh, or just search Keith Ward, and uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. But for now, let's get on with the story. Hey, Keith, how's it going, man? Good. How are you doing, buddy? Oh, just uh, just the best. Thanks for asking. Uh, man, I'm so glad to finally have you on. Like, we started talking on Instagram pro- probably an embarrassingly long time ago, uh, and then I just am the worst at getting back to people. So thank you for being patient and for finally jumping on the podcast. Oh, no worries. And all honesty, I kind of thought you forgot and you were just getting ready for your own fall. <laughs> that That's a lot of it, too. I get, you know, I get bogged down with work and hunting and all that other stuff and Instagram just falls off the radar. I, I need to be more organized is the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's awesome. Happy we're finally doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, dude, I've, I've seen the picture of this buck and cannot wait to hear the story of this buck. But uh, you have... This is your first mule deer buck up in Alberta, right? Yeah. A- and it's it's a monster. Uh, I know this is an audio format, so y- you listener cannot see it right now. Uh, but I'll make sure I'll like post it on my Instagram. Uh, you you've got to see this buck. It's humongous, and it's your first, which is just even crazier. So, with that being said, like let me just tee you up. Like, t- tell me what happened. Tell me the story. So it it ha- it started two years ago me and my partner were coming home from a whitetail hunt and uh we were just we're driving along and we started seeing muleys everywhere like i started checking online to uh, the alberta realm because muley is a muley buck is a draw okay so then you have to have a certain amount of uh priority points to get your tag right and uh i checked for that zone i was like I'm going to pull my tag next year for this zone. They're everywhere. And I I had permission on that land anyway, so it worked out good. So then that year ended and then it came around to uh, June, July when our tags were supposed to be put in and taken out and stuff. And then I started getting onto our uh, eye hunter for all of our land and stuff. And, and I started looking around and got more permission and my tag was put in for that zone. So I was getting really pumped up to go and take a meal with my bow. I've never once hunted muleys. I've never stalked muleys. I've never, like, I'm completely green in that zone. <laughs> and you were just going to go at it with your bow, like, yeah, right was, out of the I, gate. <laughs> let's go. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I talked to uh, another one of my buddies, and he had some crown land and permission five hours south of where I was. And he was, and they just killed two monster muleys the year before. So it works out good that we can, before the tag deadline, 
you can change it once or twice to different zones. So I said, okay, I'll switch it. I'm coming with you guys. And then long story short, it just wasn't able to work out with him. It was like, well, I've already done this, gone this far. I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> just going on your own. Yeah. I just, I went on my own. My, my, my hunting partner was supposed to come with me, but uh, work ended up coming through and I, I already took the time off. So I was like, no opening weekend. I'm, I'm going by myself. I don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was watching videos and different, listening to different guys and reading forums and, and going by myself, I lost all my land. No idea where to start. No idea where to go. Cause I was going off with my buddy's land. Oh yeah. So I was going down there blind, like 110% blind. So I spent all of July. This was after I successfully got the tag. I spent all of July practicing with my bow and calling farmers. And then all the way up until August 25th is when our bow season opens. That entire time I spent calling farmers, practicing, calling more farmers, calling more farmers. And then finally, after calling, I don't know, 12 to 15 different phone numbers, I finally got one guy to give me permission on, um, on four quarters. So I had two miles by half a mile all okay. connected with uh, like tree rows and little puddles in the middle and stuff. And uh, I asked him like, I'm coming down from my, my muley tag and I'm going to bring my elk tag with me. And I don't know about elk, but uh, we got a lot. We got a lot of muleys down here. It's like, oh, perfect. Right on. <laughs> so that was three days before I was supposed to actually head down. So if I didn't, if I didn't, yeah, if I didn't find any farmers, I would have just hit the crown land and started walking, I guess. Wow. Is, is crown land, is that like public land up in Canada? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then it works Forgive out. my good. ignorance there. <laughs> oh, no worries. It works out good because archery season, you see maybe one or two guys, but once rifle season rolls around, it's, it's a war zone. Oh man. Yeah. That, that we get that down here too. <laughs> it, it, it actually sucks. Like you pull up to a property at three or four in the morning, pitch black. There's already six trucks there. Oh God. Yeah. At some point it just is dangerous. Oh, a hundred percent. It's, and it's like, you're supposed to, but not many, very guys, not very many guys up here wear orange. So it's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. So then opening morning came around and I had a four and a half hour one way trip to get down to this, down to this land. So I was up and on the road at two o'clock in the morning, trying to get there for first light. And, uh, it didn't work out. I ended up stopping halfway and sleeping because I just, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. early, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so I ended up pulling up to the land around nine, eight thirty, nine o'clock. So it was, it was pretty much already past morning, the morning hunt and the, all the deer were bedded down now. And I got to the land, I drove up and down. I didn't see nothing. So I was like, well. I've seen enough videos. I'll just stand on the top of my truck cab and I'll glass the fields. And I started glassing side to side. And then I, I stopped right next to a, right, right next to a big, like bush almost. And I seen what looked like dark crop. Like this, this is all in standing canola too, like waist high standing canola. Okay. And I'm watching like, no, that's not brush. And then I just see his antlers just, just move to the side of like, Oh, just oh, sitting out in the field yeah just sitting right in the middle of the field yeah and uh and i i have a very 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 loud truck when i started <laughs> okay so i turned it off and then when i fired it back up 
another buck stood up. I was like, okay, right on. There's deer out there. So I was all just like a kid on Christmas. Was first hunt. Let's just get geared up and go. <laughs> yeah. I forgot my water. For, forgot almost everything. <laughs> just charging I, out after deer. Oh, yeah. yeah, just walking straight across this field of standing canola, huffing and puffing. And uh, so that was stock number one. I was able to get within... 60 yards of this one buck and I, I didn't see his body all i could see was his his top the top of his rack and i could see a little three inch kicker coming off of the one side so I, okay that's that's a nice buck i'm gonna go and try and get him so i, I got within 60 yards because i had to crawl down a field and then come up around just to make sure the wind wasn't going right at them and i got there and uh, I was watching this one buck, and out of the corner of my eye, I looked, a different buck stood up. Then when he stood up, another buck stood up. Oh, man. So by the time the buck that I was going to shoot stood up, I had a bachelor herd of nine bucks looking at me. Guys, I want to tell you real quick about one of the most game-changing memberships in my entire hunting arsenal, Go Hunt. I've had an insider membership for a few years now, and it's absolutely changed how I find hunts, where I buy gear, and in the last year, it's changed how I e-scout and use maps in the field. Honestly, I think an insider membership is a necessity for anyone who plans to hunt multiple states across the West. But Go Hunt also just released their Explorer membership, which gives you access to the maps for all 50 states, plus their incredible gear shop, and all the benefits that it offers for a fraction of the cost of the full insider membership. So, whether you want to go all in with the draw odds, the gear, and the maps as an insider, or you just want to get incredible desktop and mobile maps while building points towards top-of-the-line gear, Go Hunt has a membership that'll fit your hunting life. And if you use the code LATE at checkout, you'll get money towards the gear shop right out of the gate. Uh, for insiders, you'll get 50 bucks to the gear shop, and Explorer members will get 20 So head over to Go Hunt and use the code LATE to snag your free gear and take your planning and mapping game to whole new levels today. Wow. Anywhere, anywhere from a little 2 by 2 alien to the buck that I was going to shoot at was, I don't know, mid-140s, mid-150s. Just a nice, a nice big, tall, wide, typical 4 by 4 Yeah. And uh, so I ranged him, pulled back, shot, and it went under him. Took hair off his belly. Oh, man. <laughs> so he did the whole rear kick, and he was out of there. And then he had all the bucks behind him, and it's like, well, crap. <laughs> and this was at like 10.30 in the mornings when this happened. And uh, so I went over, and I got my arrow. And I looked. There's no blood, no hair, no nothing. It's like, okay, clean miss. And then I called my hunting buddy right after that. And he's, he's at work. Like he's ticked off. He couldn't come with me. <laughs> he doesn't even say hi. He doesn't say nothing. He calls, he goes, if you're calling and you say you shot a buck on the first morning, I'm going to be really mad at you. <laughs> That's a good hunting buddy. <laughs> I was like, no, no, Gary. No, I, I missed. He's like, okay, well, what's going on? Well, now I got to figure out what to do. And he's like, well, it's first morning. Like you got all day today all day Sunday just take your time you got lots of time yet so I was like yeah well that makes sense so I went back I sat in the shade because I was I was sweating buckets like it was plus 25 plus 30 when I was hunting these deer it was ridiculous okay and uh so I went and sat in the shade and I was digging through my bag I was like crap I forgot my water in the truck 
So I left all my gear there, walked the half a mile back to my truck, grabbed, grabbed a couple bottles of water, came all the way back to my gear. I, I had a snack and just got my, got my emotions back together. I was like, holy, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then uh, after that, I just, I just started walking around. I didn't know where these guys went, but I know I had lots of land to try and find them and look for them again. And um, I didn't find them, but I found another group of three with two does walking on a, a field next to the one I was hunting on, which I also had permission on. So I, I was uh, going to go after those and I got within 120 yards and a doe busted me. Those does every time. Oh, that's, it's even worse for white telly. They half a mile away inside of a truck, they run away. It's stupid. <laughs> so I was like, well, that's a bust. Then they buggered off. Couldn't even see them in binoculars anymore. They're gone. And then I see this bachelor herd again, but this time there was another buck. It was, he was, he was really cool. The left side was big, tall, wide four, but the right side looked like he got injured or something. So it went up about five inches. And then the whole entire antler drooped down below his jaw and then went straight out sideways. So it was like, it was like a big fish hook. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, it was the coolest thing ever. So I was like, okay, well, that's odd i have to i have to go after him <laughs> and so i was walking around a brush pile that they were planning to burn in the winter so you have to wait till november for free burning month it, it worked out good because they were on the one side so i just curled around they were all bedded down and it worked out good i was crawling hands and knees trying to get close my knee went down snap <sighs> like you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I just slowly look up and there are 16 eyes looking at me. Like you have got to be kidding me. And then, well, I just said, okay, well, screw you, dear. I'm going back to the truck for a snack. <laughs> one, one or two in the afternoon by this point. And uh, there's just so many guys say to take your time and, glass lots and stuff but i there was deer everywhere i couldn't i was just going after these ones and then these this doe busted me and then i seen these ones so i was like nope time for a breather time to go eat and i gathered my stuff and i went back to the truck and i called my old man he's he's kind of like my go-to advice for anything hunting when i'm in a jam kind of thing um he said well just you got lots of time just go for a drive go find some crown land bugle see if a bull elk will call back to you do what do whatever you want <laughs> but that's what i did i just went for a drive and i had some fun with my bugle and came back to my muley land and uh, that was pouring rain piss pouring rain and i didn't really feel like walking around for five or six hours in the rain so i just sat in my truck and waited for it to pass and when it passed there was a a nice buck he was right across a dry slough but 42 yards what I ranged him at and uh just a nice like 120 just typical four by four just 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 perfect first buck and uh he he just he didn't care he didn't care I was there he didn't care my truck was running like nothing and I just I hopped out of my truck opened my back door got my bow got put an arrow in there put my trigger on turned around I did all this with my truck running he was still standing there <laughs> it's got a death wish <laughs> i was like yeah you're you're gonna come home with me that worked out good i had perfect broadside shot i pulled 
I shot and I heard the thwack. I was like, right on. Awesome. Seen him running. I seen him running away full bore with my arrow sticking through him. Like, this is awesome. This is perfect. And it just so happens my old man and my mom were in the, were in the city I was right close to. So they came out and helped me and this was already evening. So it was starting to get dark by the time the, the rain and stuff passed. It was getting dark. So they came up and started helping me and we were just finding a drip here and a drip here, a little blotch there. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. It just, it looked good. And then I started, I went online and I looked at like the, the deer anatomy and stuff and trying to figure it out. And it just so happens that I hit the infamous no man zone. Oh yeah. So I, I could, I could see it clearly in my mind too. And it was, I don't know, inch or two below his spine. Yep. And just straight through his entire body. Gosh, just (laughs) all that just right there through a whole bunch of nothing. And I'm just like, and here I am like, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that as soon as I hit an animal and I find blood, I will spend the rest of that trip looking for that one animal. Yeah. And completely exhaust myself. Like I, I cannot physically let an animal go down like that. I can't do it. So I spent that entire evening with a flashlight, just zigzagging. I made a big grid on the field right into a, an old pasture. And I, me and my dad, we zigzagged and crossed and just kept leaving arrows at last blood drips. And uh, it, it, he just figured, it. well, it's too dark now. Let's uh, let's go back to the campsite. We'll have a drink. We'll talk. And then uh, you can come back out here first in the morning. It's like, yeah, that sounds good. But the last thing I want to do right now is drink. Like, my, my stomach is going in turns. My mind's going crazy. Like, oh, it sucked. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. So... Sunday morning rolled around after talking to him and figuring it out. I left before everybody was awake. The sun came up at like three or four in the morning. So I was, I was up and on the road at like six and uh, I spent the next half a day looking for this buck zigzag and going back and forth. And um, then I didn't even find my arrow. I didn't find nothing. So at this point I called the farmer and I just let him know like, yeah, I shot a buck last night. But I hit what's called the no man zone. And from what I've done, talked to people and everything, the buck most likely will not die. And I said the arrow was still in when he ran away, but he was running full bore, jumped a fence and everything. And uh, I just asked the farmer, is it okay if I keep hunting and go for a different one? Because I just, I wouldn't be able to live myself if I didn't ask him again. Just yeah. nice to keep that relationship even for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So then he said, yeah, yeah, no worries at all. If uh, we, if we come across that buck, I'll shoot you a text or something. I was like, okay, sweet. So then that's, that's when the entire land was dead. There was not a single deer anywhere. And it was right after a big rainstorm. So I figured they'd be all out eating, doing what it would do what they do. And uh, one of the last fields I was going to look at before I went and had my afternoon nap, there's a, a big bluff right in the middle with a dry, uh, dry dugout, a pond in the middle. So I figured if I walk all the way around this, there has to be a deer or two on the other side. So it worked out good that there was almost like a little horseshoe that can't be seen from the road. Oh, I figured cool. they'd be in there, laying down, eating, because nobody can see them. They're completely isolated there. 
And uh, I, I figured that was the best chance I could get. Maybe even sit down, see some walk by me, something like that. I was walking really slow, watching the field, watching the trees, everything. It was a major bedding area where I was walking through. And uh, and then he, he stood up. I, I jumped him out of his bed. And you know, you know when you're hunting and you see the the animal run away and it's so big, it's just like in slow motion. <laughs> yes. That thing was doing. It was just just bouncing through this field. And all all I could see was that that big 10-inch kicker coming off the right side. That's the first thing I noticed when this buck ran away. And it was just it was, it was like a big ray of sunlight came over this one buck as he was running away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> angels are singing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It was the biggest buck I've ever seen in my life. And he was full velvet. So he was even bigger. Oh the, yeah. They look so gigantic with that velvet on. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Actually how big they look. It's stupid. Yeah. And then, uh, so that was, that was the buck that was in all sense and purposes, that would have been my number one dream mule deer yeah and i just watched him run half a mile across the field and and he caught up with a couple other deer on the other side and they ran off and i was like well <laughs> so then i i went back to the road and uh and then the farmer ended up driving his truck up the, the road too because they're they're all very tight-knit group of farmers out there okay and a farmer calls and says there's a random truck on your field that farmer will find you <laughs> and he did and i explained who i was and what i was doing and i got permission yesterday like i talked to him on the phone all right yeah no worries just want to put a face to the name and this and that then he asked me how i was doing today and said yeah well, i had a couple just right across the field yeah i biggest buck of my life just right across that field so, yeah we got a couple of those well, what do you mean these fields here they're they're not just regular deer fields like what do you mean these four fields in particular in this area are known as the muley buck fields. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good to know. Cause I've seen by this point, I must've seen probably 15, 15 yeah. or 16 different bucks by now. And it just, it, and that just 100% made sense. Cause he can watch this from his back, his, his kid, uh, back door. <laughs> he can just watch it, you running around chasing deer. <laughs> kitchen table literally oversees the field oh, so he, he watches these deer year round wow and uh yeah so then that buck ran off and i called my partner again and he kind of gave me the middle finger over the over the phone <laughs> yada 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 and uh so that was my first weekend of of mule deer hunting it was missed shot busted by a doe stepping on a twig and it I tried to jump a barbed wire fence and now I have a scar on my leg. So it was, it was, <laughs> it, it was just uh, a weekend to remember kind of thing of mule deer. Yeah. You got a nice scar to remember the weekend oh, yeah. for the rest of your life. It was awesome. Yeah. So then we went, we went back to work for a couple of weeks and I just, I, I couldn't get that bucket out of my brain. I, I just, I couldn't forget about it. And uh, me and me and him had planned to come back to this area and hunt elk on crown land because there there's a uh, the the peace river and the major river that runs through alberta it runs right through this area and there's a lot there's river valleys and hills and creeks and everything and just figure we got to find a bull in there somewhere sure uh, but uh we i told him well let's head out 
I'll call a farmer because I, I, I need to kill a muley. I waited eight years. I need to kill a muley. And I, I told him, like, you haven't been to this land yet, but I promise you, we will have my buck down by lunchtime and then we'll go after elk. So this time we're going with the rifles. I put the bow away. Okay. So then we're, we're going with rifles this time. And he's like, no, I don't believe you. We're not going to have your buck down by lunch. So long story short, we ended up hitting the road, packed my truck full. I picked them up at eight o'clock the night before. And then we drove halfway, slept, and then woke up and drove the rest of the morning. And, uh, and we get there, same thing, just kind of mid-morning, eight, eight, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. And it was raining again. Because one, one thing I've heard from guys that I just, I don't ever do is check weather. <laughs> I don't care if it's raining, hailing, snowing, blowing, I'm hunting. I don't care. And this time I was prepared. I brought my rain gear this time. So we got our rain gear on and I told them, well, I don't care about those other fields. This buck was in this little horseshoe on the other side of this bush. Let's go up the field around that edge to where I seen that one buck and see if see if something's there. Because with a rifle, I'm I'm confident out to 275. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And uh, we get halfway around and cross the field out quarter quarter of no maybe not a quarter let's just say a thousand yards it's probably roughly that far okay we see these deer over there and i just i kept walking and my partner puts up his binoculars and uh, he goes keith that's a shooter buck like what like that's it's, it's a shooter buck that's a nice buck let's go after him we we are doing this thing this year where we're trying to get everything on video because in the long run we want to get a youtube page going we want to we want to start getting our hunts out there, start videotaping everything. So that, that's what we did. We videotaped everything. Um, and it worked out good that I was able to be in front of the camera because it was it was my tag. He was along for the ride. Awesome. Uh, so we started going after this buck. I had not seen it yet. I had I was going off of what he said, saying it was a shooter buck. So we, had, we walked through the field. And I don't know what this farmer did, but he made a drainage right through his entire field that the, that the deer were using as a walkway. So it, it was deep enough that I could not look over the field. So it was, it was well within seven to nine feet deep. Wow. Okay. And just like, it's like, it's like a little Canyon. You're just walking through it. And uh, it was perfect. Cause I didn't have to like hunch down hurt my back. I could just walk straight up and just, just hike. So then that, that ended, we popped over the hill of the field. And I could see a little spike and a doe. And I just, Carrie, where's it? Carrie, where's this other buck? Couldn't figure it out. And it was still raining at this point. So we hunkered down probably 15, 20 minutes. And then uh, just looking around and Carrie goes, Keith, buck stood up. Look, I look up and I go, Carrie, that's the buck I jumped last, last weekend. No, like, dude, look at that freaking 10 inch kicker coming off. That's the exact same buck. So I was like, oh my God, this is actually going to happen right now. So at this point, we're about three or 400 yards off. And uh, it worked out good that it started raining again. So everything bedded down. So we were able to get closer and it worked out good because it was right at harvest. So everything was crackling and noisy, but it was raining. 
so everything was like wet so it was just it was it was perfect stocking stuff yeah and uh we ended up getting i shot him at 85 yards while waiting for him to stand up for two and a half hours on my knees <laughs> so you shot him while he was still, like you just eventually enough time that you're like forget this i'm gonna shoot him in his bed no well, i i couldn't see him oh okay <laughs> so let me let me back up a little bit i kind of jumped the gun there um we got to uh, what we thought was about 100 yards and uh then we sat down i took my backpack off i took everything off and i put my put my gun on its bipod and covered up the scope so it's still raining and said, well, let's just, let's wait him out. We'll just jump up every couple minutes to make sure nothing's running off. And then we'll just go from there. And, uh, the little buck and the doe started working around doing their own thing. And two and a half hours later, the doe starts walking up the field towards us. And the doe got probably 15 yards. And by this time I had my gun in my hand, safety off. Cause like, when she blows out of here, that buck's going to stand up. All right. I think most hunters can relate to this, that I'm an absolute information junkie and I've lost more hours than I care to admit diving down a research rabbit hole. And because of that, I love a good online course that's going to take me on a deep dive into whatever topic has captured my attention. Usually it has to do with hunting. So when I learned about outdoor class, I knew it was going to be something I was way into. I just didn't realize it was going to be as next level awesome as it is. Outdoor Class is the e-learning platform for the outdoorsman. It has a top-notch lineup of the most reputable voices in the industry sharing their vast knowledge on all things hunting on one amazing platform. Ever want to learn how to outcall? Outdoor Class has you covered. Freezer full of deer meat? Outdoor Class will show you how to turn that into a meal to remember. When I first signed up, I started diving into Remy Warren's course on finding mule deer. Absolutely next level. And they have the web-based course and a mobile app to boot, so you can up your hunting game no matter where you're at. The platform is already packed with tons of amazing content, and I've been talking to the guys behind this, and there is so much more in the works from big names in the industry that I'm super pumped about. So head over and check out Outdoor Class today, and if you use the code LATE at checkout, you'll save 20% on your registration. Yeah. So I, I was safety off, like I was ready to stand up and it, it was, that's exactly how it worked out. She, she seen us, did the whole stomp head tilt looking at us and then snort wheeze, bounce, bounce, bounce 30 yards away. There's that's where she stood and stared at us. And I didn't even care about her. I was just watching where I thought this buck was bedded. And it turns out that I was, I had to turn. 45 degrees to actually get where the buck was bedded now oh man <laughs> so i turn and okay goes, there he is there he is and this is from a standing position and it was not my best shot i missed the first shot and by this time i'm like shaking because i just i couldn't handle it anymore and uh second shot goes off as bang thump and just dropped right on the spot oh awesome yeah, it just it like there was there was no kick, there was no run. It was just out up from his bed, right back into his bed. Dude, that's yeah. so, a standing shot. Yeah, like, yeah. Were, I, were you I, still like? Is your bipod super tall? Or are you like at this point you had picked it up and you're just like offhand shooting? 
I'm just offhand. My 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 bipod fully extended. My bipod is me sitting on my butt. Okay. So I just said, "Screw it!" I stood up, and I just I freehanded it, and I just shot. I've never done that before, but it was it was wild. It was crazy. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, go. <laughs> so once I shot him, it was just watched him do the whole funky chicken through the through the crop, and then it was all hugs and high fives and f bombs and everything was going on. <laughs> it was, it was just crazy because I've waited eight years and he's never been on a hunt like that where it just it happened it just happened so easy so so perfect rather than that first week and it was just walk on a field see a deer walk up wait shoot it like it was just it worked out <laughs> so so yeah we we get up to this we get up to this buck after uh finding it i facetime my wife i facetime my girls they were all just just pumped just 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 ready to go my my daughter was already asking when we're gonna butcher and i haven't even gutted the thing yet <laughs> and uh and i lifted it up and i just i couldn't i it was, i was just in awe it was it was a mainframe four with 15 scrollable points wow that that is so much extra stuff in there yeah yeah he had two coming off of his base uh two coming off of his g2 then that that big 10 inch coming off of his left side with another little one coming off of that man and yeah it was it was nuts so we we gutted him took a whack load of pictures called everybody that i could think of that would appreciate it <laughs> um we have we have this own little um group of guys that always send pictures and stuff around town and it's always good when somebody puts down a monster like that especially after waiting eight years and it being my first muley yeah dude yeah. first muley and like third day of hunting muleys <laughs> yeah man that is so, it's so great yeah it was it was awesome like it was i was on cloud nine and then so we gutted him, and I said, "Well, I, I, I'm still on like adrenaline going here, right?" And we gutted him. Like, Carrie, just put him on my back, row. Let's walk back to the truck. Like, I'm ready. To go. <laughs> He's like, Keith, you're not picking up this damn deer. <laughs> oh, let's go. So we dragged him from where I shot him to the tree line. By the time we got there, it took us probably ten minutes, and there was no way, no chance on this earth that i was lifting that deer onto my shoulders no chance <laughs> i felt like a complete idiot i was like keith like no <laughs> you know in in the moment all the adrenaline feels like you're superman you can do whatever you want 100 percent. it was crazy yeah <laughs> so we got him loaded up went down to the farmer and one thing i gotta do is every time i shoot an animal big or small i show the farmer and i always have to shake his hand it's just it's a it's a respect thing for me yeah so went down, did that. The farmer looks at me and he goes, that's too small. I wouldn't have shot that. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, this is a monster. It's like, no, there's bigger ones out here. Oh, my goodness. Man. But that, that's what you get to being able to watch your fields 24-7, right? Like, you, I, Yeah, he's got to you, know every deer that's on that property. <laughs> it was crazy. And, I, and then we went down into town. Uh, we went down to town for some celebratory McDonald's. 
<laughs> and uh, we were eating McDonald's at 11.33. Before lunch, as you promised. Before, yeah. <laughs> so by this time, we had to get our deer on ice by now. And sure. uh, so I, I found a cooler about an hour away um, in a neighboring town that was able to um, hang our deer for the night because we were going to stay the night and hunt, hunt elk that evening and the next day. So got him there, got him scanned, hung. Awesome. Okay, let's focus on elk now. And the number one spot that I wanted to go to was a big, humongous, massive valley that was a um, was a power a power line oh, trail. Yeah, it was all cut down, and uh, it, right at the bottom was a little river. Like this is perfect. It's prime elk grunt. Like let's go. Uh, so we, we pulled up to the field, jumped out, got, got all of our gear, started walking, and every 15, 20 minutes, I would let out a, a little bit of a location bugle just to see if something's going on. And uh, I called it a bear. I did, didn't want to, but I did. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just a little, little, little blacky, little yearling. Um, and right at, the, right at the start of the valley where I went down, I was like, Carrie, there's a guy standing there. Like, oh, are you kidding me? It's rifle season, so it's it's a war zone, right? Yeah. And uh it's like, well, he he was waving at us, so let's go say hi. Our, our hunts killed anyway. We went over and I talked to him. It just it turned out that he was actually a um, an outfitter in the zone in the in the area. And uh, he was telling us that they just killed a bull that morning down in that drainage where we were going for the evening hunt oh man and i'm like no you didn't you're lying it's like no we're (laughs) we're we're at like this would have been this would have been supper time so five six o'clock in the evening and he said they shot him at like nine o'clock in the morning like right when you're shooting your deer (laughs) yeah yeah i'm like you've been here all day he's like yeah dude this thing is monstrous like okay like the, they had a quad and a, a trailer down there trying to get this thing out and uh our, our hunt was our hunt was shot so we ended up being the good guys and helping these guys pack out their elk up the hill and uh, the quad came up with the trailer and it was the second last low so it was bringing up the antlers now it was the bases were the size of a softball oh my gosh it was a great i would have thought it was a red stag okay wow it was it was monstrous like absolutely humongous it was a big nine by eight no, that's that's like a dinosaur <laughs> oh oh like you i can't even imagine i'm gonna i'm gonna have to find the picture of it and send it to you because it was it was just outrageous yeah there was like the there was I don't know, three inch white tips on all the antlers. The the ass scratchers were just monstrous. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the end of that evening elk hunt. I just I couldn't fathom like that would have been our elk if we had been there, but we were killing other stuff. <laughs> you were killing an amazing muley. So you can't be too sad about it. <laughs> That, that's the thing like we sat there after they left after quads left we all we sat there and had a snack and a bottle of water and hey, man this really sucks i'm like no it doesn't <laughs> we just had a 
wicked morning, like an absolute ball and morning. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even care if we don't shoot an elk now. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to eat. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, yeah. did you hunt the next morning and have any action or? We hunted the next morning. We, we went to a new area down to, uh, down along a river bend. And, uh, we seen it, we seen a couple elk, but they were on, uh, farmer's home quarter so there was uh, there was no chance of even trying to get permission we we did try one guy and he completely flipped us out gave us the bird i he 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 named off so many different words i don't even know what they were <laughs> like dude we're just asking for permission you don't need to cuss us out here like come on yeah a, a simple no would have been <laughs> sufficient <laughs> exactly they know we will be on our way yeah <laughs> so yeah and then once once that ended it was it was time to get jiggy with whitetail so are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out i get it i've been there i'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt and so i wrote the book how to hunt a total beginner's guide to hunting big game as the resource i wish existed all those years ago when i first started whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west or you're hunting whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up so you can learn from my mistakes and feel better that you're not the only one. You'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. But yeah, no, I was, I was on a high that, that entire weekend was a high for me. That's for darn sure. Oh, I can only imagine that's it's again, I know listeners, you can't see the buck, but you should go find it on Instagram. Cause it's an amazing buck. Uh, oh, did I meant to ask, did you, you said you were running the cameras and stuff. Did you get your buck and the shot and all that on film? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's all, uh, it's all on my phone. Yeah. I got the, when he's, I got, uh, when he stood up and I got him uh pretty much everything right till right to me uh counting the points on his antlers that's that is awesome yeah i'll uh, have to do a bunch of pictures and videos later on yeah no i'd love to see that and that's uh, you haven't started your youtube channel yet i assume no. oh well yeah i'm yeah. hoping i get done living in a college dorm then i i can slowly get <laughs> yeah i know you've, you've got a few other things going on in life right now <laughs> right yeah oh dude well i mean it's a killer story an amazing buck uh i've gotta i mean i'll just throw this open-ended question your way something anything you learned or advice that might help another hunter or just something that comes out of this story that like might benefit someone else take your time like that's that's one thing i learned the first day the very first day is like the deer will be there. It's just finding them and finding what you want to do, how you want to do it. But I, I rushed a lot of it. The first day I was just go, go, go. Let's, let's go here. Let's go there. Let's climb this tree. Let's sit here for 30 seconds and take a breather and we'll keep walking. Let's go over here. I'm like, just take your time. It like you have all flipping day. <laughs> that was very hard for me to get over the fact that I had so much time. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not used to that. 
That is, uh, that's great advice that I think I, not to get all philosophical, but I'm sure something about the just constantly moving fast paced world we live in, like we carry that with us into hunting. And so you just feel like, Oh, I got to go. I got to do this. I got to make like, rather than like, Hey, take a beat and just just let it unfold. See what happens. Oh, exactly. Like it's, if if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't, you can't, if you rush it, it just won't happen. Yeah. Oh, I've. I've busted many an animal Russian stuff. <laughs> yeah, once 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 you're Russia, you end up getting the shot you don't want, and then God forbid you actually end up injuring it and not finding it. And it it sucks. Yeah. No, it feels uh it doesn't matter what the I I lost a javelina, little 30-pound stinky rat pig, and it still felt terrible. Like you just ugh, there's something that that feeling of like, oh, I wounded this. It it'll yeah. probably live, but Ugh, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like I've 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 had it where I, I shot a whitetail in uh, a foot and a half of snow, and it was it was good blood, good blood. Found where it, and I I seen where it bedded down. There was a big big pile of blood, and I chased him. I chased him for probably five hours, and then finally I seen him running across a field, like full bore as fast as he could go across a field and jumped a fence. I was like, yeah, that that deer's not dying. Yeah, that he's not running and jumping like a like a mortally wounded animal. No, like he's he he'll be fine. Oh, but man. I, I I have to make sure that the deer will live before I can pursue something else. Yeah. No, I I I respect that. I think that's what I think that's how a lot of hunters feel. Like you want to be you don't just like, well, I I trailed blood for an hour, I didn't find him. Let's go find something else. Like at least oh, all I, the guys I know that I hunt with like we put in hours and hours like you want to be real sure okay this animal is going to be okay yeah yeah no exactly i've i either i've been on hunts where you shoot an, an animal in the evening and you go back the next day to keep looking yeah it's something that you just have to do to make your it's it's you have to it's good conscience just to keep going right yeah absolutely uh man keith i i appreciate so much the story uh and and the time and just getting to chat with you for a while uh where can where can people find you follow you uh when when the youtube channel goes live how, how can yep. they be be up on what you're doing uh and i'm on instagram i'm the the outdoor addiction and awesome. uh, i'm just uh just keith ward on facebook um i haven't gotten a youtube thing going yet but once i do i'll i'll be getting that out there for sure awesome yeah no that. it's so now i'm just waiting for the fall and keep going yeah oh man no i'm i'm so pumped and i'll I'll put links in the show notes as well just so people can hop over and and give you a follow and that way they can they can know when the youtube goes live and uh start watching these amazing hunts from from alberta where as we were talking before we hit record like there's just moose and whitetail and bears and like you guys have everything up there uh so i'm sure there's a ton of adventures coming <laughs> yeah there's there there's a lot of stuff going down this fall like we're uh we we do a hunt every year in november over uh remembrance day weekend um four or five of us go in for five days hunting moose with in a wall tent oh man that's 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 always the hunt we wait for in the fall because it's you're in the bush no cell service just on on the back of the quad and cruising around looking for those moose right it's 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 a lot of fun (laughs) Dude, that is, you're describing my dream right now uh, as an Arizona boy where we do not have a single moose, maybe in a zoo. I don't know, but but we don't have them out here. 
there's, uh, there's a fair bit of those. I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine. Um, he runs a butcher shop in my hometown. And uh, he, we were just talking about the upcoming moose hunt because he got an early tag. So that's uh, November, October. And uh, he said, yeah, he, he packed up, ready to go for like a two-week hunt, shot his bull on the first day, came home. <laughs> yeah what what else are you gonna do just live in the woods and keep the meat cool like, like <laughs> it's ridiculous how how can you do that some guys go two months without seeing a flipping cow and you shoot a bull on the first day like how does that work <laughs> but he's he's just good he knows where to find him or he's really lucky i think a bit of both <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> that's probably true uh dude keith thanks again so much and uh we we should have you back on sometime man i i love uh I love stories from Canada. You guys just have a wild world up there. Yeah, man. It was, it's a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to get together again soon for sure. Totally. Uh, dude, thanks so much. No worries, buddy. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.